Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and atom. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are too wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. May 19th, 2021. Happy birthday to my dog, Abe. Yeah. You did it. Seven years old today. Makes him 49 in dog years. You times the seven by the seven, you get the 49. Ooh, ooh, oh. With a twist. Oh. The first year doesn't count as seven years. Oh, so he's 42. So the pup year only just, yeah. So technically, I would be 43. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. All mm-hmm. right. Well, uh, birthday boy today, and we went and woke up his mom. He's so excited. It was his birthday, and his mom did the terrifying thing where, you know, I see this more from women than I do men. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it doesn't happen in men. Okay. Like the paranoid, panicked, I'm half asleep, half awake, I'm about ready to get killed. You know, like the... <gasps> Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, just every time there's any sort of anything that surprises Brooke, it's a... <gasps> yeah. You're like, and you're like, well, can we can we not do this when it's just... A, it scares you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I'm driving here. It, like, I don't oh, want to kill us. Don't even get me started on the driving. That was a great thing about being the youngest growing up, is that, like, I, I had a quote-unquote curfew, but, like, my mom would be like, just wake me up when you get home. I guess just to know that I was safe, not so much to look at the clock necessarily, but probably one or the other. And when I do it a few times, you know, I'd just go and be like, hey, mom, I'm home. It would always be the. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> like, I'm scaring the crap out of you, obviously. And then you scare me. And also, how are you going back to sleep after that? Exactly. There's no way. Like, if I'm that awake, I'm staying awake. By yeah, now. absolutely. It's like you just got scared out of your wits. So so I just stopped doing it. And uh, and I think she was happier. I certainly was happier. And life went on. But, uh, yeah, dog's birthday today. I, I Think I'm just going to give him some toys and and call it that. But uh, Ooh, yeah, we got, we got more than just the dog's birthday to talk about today. We got a pretty big show. Really, we I do. wonder what we could be discussing. Man, first and foremost, we're going to have Orlando and Tigua on. We're going to talk UK basketball. We're going to talk about Wheeler. We're going to talk about the roster, where things stand. Going to ask him about the greatest basketball players in the history of the Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. of course. Right, yep, right. We'll, we'll have him rank his top think, thirty. Oh, and Jen, Harlem Globetrotters too. Uh huh. Yeah. You think Chin gave him an update of or of what's coming? Eh. Start putting the thinking cap on about the Dominican players. I actually do have a a, a, a good Joey Fence style question. What is it? It's it's not really. I mean, it'll just be a nice little stroll down memory lane, shall we? We we can take that walk together, but. Before we get to Orlando Antigua. Oh, gosh. I just... The FBI's back in town! It's one of those things, TJ, that not even in my wildest dreams could I have... That gets said a lot that, like, you couldn't even make this stuff up. But, like, seriously. Coach... Coach who recruits... his His former recruit. Now he works for him 30 years later. He doesn't get his contract renewed, so he threatens him. Pretty, pretty, what pretty is, textbook extortion, too. It, it was like you couldn't make it up so unbelievable. 
especially so when the rumors were started circulating yesterday around what I don't know two o'clock maybe yeah and you start figuring out a little okay ooh oh oh wow the biggest mystery in all of this is well what was he what was the dirt on him you know what was he trying to extort him for because sadly I mean we dealt with this what ten years ago with Patino and Cipher that was like what eleven yeah that was twenty ten I believe yeah so. You know, we've been down this extortion of a UofL basketball coach road before. It was like, but what, what would have been the thing that he was threatening to go public? And you're like, was it, was it cheating? And then, you, the, you know, the, the hamster wheels start turning. It's like, oh, man, they brought Katina back. Oh, we're breaking more cardinal rules. Like, my mind went so many places. But it turns out he was trying to threaten him over sanctions that, I mean, you, they're probably self-reported, right? I'm pretty sure that's that's something we write about once a year is well, the dumb self-reported if sanctions. If U of L catches it, it's self-reported. It's not a huge deal. It's that if U of L doesn't catch it, 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 so here's how this stuff would work. And what U of L is saying that Gaudio was trying to extort was the threatened to report the media allegations to the media allegations that the University of Louisville men's basketball program had violated NCAA rules in its production of recruiting videos for student athletes and its use of graduate assistance in practice, uh, unless, of course, U L paid Gaudio his salary of 17 months or a lump sum of the 17 months uh, equation of I, the salary. I heard that was about $500,000. That was the rough estimate. Yeah, I saw somebody. I thought it was in the 400s. But re- yeah, regardless, I mean, it's, uh, it's it's you're getting close to half a million dollars one way or another. The, the video thing, that's something that probably – would not have been self-reported because U of L probably didn't even know it was a violation. Yeah, and if somebody, and if they did get caught, then they would. And if they, and if they got caught, if the NCAA found out about it, U of L didn't self-report it. The NCAA would say, "Hey, this is the stuff y'all are supposed to catch. It's not a big deal. You're already kind of on probation, though. This is like a warning. You know, no yeah. big, no big deal. But seriously, you all need to be more careful with this stuff. The graduate assistance is a little bit bigger deal, just because of the wormhole that opens up if teams do that. Like Kentucky's uh, John Wall still in school. Come practice with the team on a regular basis during the summer if you want. Like that can get a slippery slope. It's still not a big deal. Yeah, because th- it's generally just well, as simple as like, as hey, you're not technically. NCAA eligible to be practicing right now. I would also as much say as you are. that it's kind of like calling holding in football that you could probably do it just about anywhere, uh, depending on because like the, yeah. the rules are really yeah. weird in how you use like support staff stuff. Because like, and, like it, graduate it, assistant can be the guy, you know, inbounding balls on a play, and that can be just considered like assistant coaching, just like a manager kind of role. Or if he's catching but, the inbounds, but passes, yeah, but though, if he's ca- but if different. he's catching it, seriously, it's it's that fine line of a violation. And you are right; it happens probably everywhere to some degree. This one, I'm just saying, is probably a little bit bigger of a deal. But even it's not a big deal if two of these, yeah. if both these things happen at Kentucky, it's nothing. Yeah, not Louisville, a thing. Maybe, and this is where I think at IU nothing. Yeah, but just because they're in trouble, maybe Gotti have thought like. You got yeah, that's you guys, exactly what he thought. You guys have this NCAA cloud over you. You don't want You all need to be squeaky clean and, and if I share this, so damn it, pay me money. What I think Gaudio's gonna say is well, maybe he won't say it, maybe he will say it. I I, I maybe probably best just he just shuts up. Um I think just my opinion, no inside info, 
I bet Gotti would be like, oh, my God, this went way too far. Like, I just felt like I was owed this money, and all I said was that, like, you know, you all you all have not been doing things the right way like you're supposed to, and I tried to fix those problems, and now I'm gone. So I, I bet he will try to spin this as, like, this was not a threat. This was this was just conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, this was, you know, which, again, kind of a fine line there. They have the text messages, which could be tough for him yeah. to be able to spin. I bet, his, I bet his reaction would be too. like, oh, oh, they do have the audio. Okay. Yeah. I, saw, I saw Jerry Eves' tweet. Did you see that? Oh, I did not. Oh, uh, man. man. I don't follow Jerry Eves on Twitter. I, I, what am I missing? Man, you all fans. Well, the, the, I wonder what, who the UK equivalent of Jerry Eves is. And I really John hope Wong? it's probably not me. No, everybody likes John Wong, right? Oh, people hate Jerry Eves. Oh, it's because he's really fans critical. Of... Really, they're they're pretty much split. The older U of L fans, some of them I think like Jerry Eves, some of them do not. Younger ones almost universally are just like, you are mad that you didn't get this or you didn't get that. And he is one to always bring up. Like, there really ever since Patino's been gone, there's something wrong in the program. It still ain't good. You, you all may think it's great, but it's really not. So he's still been kind of like poking that U of L athletics. Football and basketball is in a state of like disarray. And is he wrong? I don't know. But he said Kentucky is considered a one party consent state, and the and at least one person involved in the recorded communication must consent. Was Coach Gaudio aware he was being taped? Oh <laughs> Jerry, your answer is in the thing. It's a one-party consent state. It's not a two-party consent state. It's a one-party consent state. So whoever was recording him gave their consent because they knew that they were recording him. Come on, Dude, Jerry. What a man! The ratio on that tweet: 30, 32 com or thirty-two comments, twenty-nine retweets, eight likes. It ain't good. No, no. no. I think he just kind of got a little mm. confused. Um, he also tweeted Pat forty. Quote, if Louisville committed a third set of NCAA violations within the past few years, as Gaudiel alleged, they might as well turn the Yum Center into America's biggest flea market and shut the program down for a few years. Let's, uh, Pat Forty can suck it. I mean, <laughs> just the all-time biggest suck it to Pat Forty. That dude, he's lost his fastball as a rider, too, which is something that I didn't expect from him. He's always been so talented as a rider, just a huge tool. Um, but his writing was always pretty solid. He has lost his touch in writing. Pat Forty, what is even that article? Would college bat? Would, would we even miss U of L basketball? No, they have been completely irrelevant since 2015. Nobody's missed them at all. But what's your point? Like they're a silly basketball program. They're they sell the fan. Like uh, what was your buddy, like, on the national scale, Pat? They're not moving the needle as go, is. Go eat a pepper. Get spicier takes, buddy. Who you, me? No, Pat <laughs> oh, Forty. Pat Forty. Yeah, He's seriously. Speedball. Come on. You're too focused on Bob Baffert, right? Go back to that bread and butter. Add some red pepper flakes because you got to crank They've that been bad boy up. Bozich too much. I mean, like Dane O'Neill's trumping him. Look at this this headline right here. In which a school once investigated by the feds for recruiting violations turns to the feds to help sting a coach threatening it over recruiting violations. Only at Louisville. See, see, that's a little bit more. Don't you love (laughs) the the holy trinity of the national media has turned on Louisville now? Like pitchforks up on UofL. It's like back when Patino was there, these people were going arm in arm and like marching the streets together. Now it's Patino's gone. It's Mac. Mac, not very friendly with media. You're starting to hear more and more about that with UofL media. Right, right. Hey, UL Media, welcome to our world, Grandma, for the most part. But we got Orlando Antigua today, which is a pretty big deal. Although Dino was the guy who'd always go on Bobby V's show, like weekly. And yeah. he had like a weekly segment on Bobby V's show, which that's a whole different can of worms. But in, 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 in 
to be fair, there's my to be fair. Pat Forty did cover all the other U of L scandals. Yeah, but yeah. also to be fair, he was at he was the head basketball writer at Yahoo. Obviously, he had to write about him, but he did break some stuff with that. And uh, but it is just funny to see now their pitchforks are turned oh. to U of L, and I'm sure it has nothing to do with Chris Mack's media policy. No, Definitely no, not. No, you know what though. M- Forty didn't have the worst take from the Holy Trinity. Would the would the world miss U of L basketball? What a dork, Jeff Goodman. Oh, speaking of dorks. So former Louisville assistant Dino Gaudio was pissed he got fired and threatened to report rules violations regarding recruiting videos and the use of graduate assistants in practice in order to try and get paid for another year plus. I mean that's very wordy, Jeff. Like tighten it up a little bit. Not exactly a bombshell. What are you talking about? The FBI is coming back to Louisville, you idiot. How is that? What? No. Let's look at some of his other bombshell tweet news. All right. Before the severe, severe Wheeler committed, I'm sure we have some some news about uh, scheduling a game between uh, Illinois State and Wyoming. Like, <laughs> Jeff, get the hell out of here with this nonsense. Not exactly a bombshell. Okay. When we, we're going to talk about this at length, and unfortunately, it's not going to be as on the level as we would like it to be, but it's still a ridiculous, ridiculous It's just a wild headline. story. It's yeah. just a wi- another wild story at the University of Louisville. Rinse and repeat, the sun rises in the east and it will set in the west. And by the way, Shannon Russell of the Courier-Journal Dino Gaudio's lawyer, Brian Butler. So we talked about, like, I wonder what Dino's going to say. Mm-hmm. I, I, I missed this yesterday. Yes, this, so was, apologies. Uh, this was juicy. But he said it's a very sad day. He takes full responsibility for his lapse in judgment. Uh, he was shocked when his contract wasn't renewed in the heat of passion, made statements he wishes he hadn't. So I guess he's he's fessing up to it. Throwing himself uh, at the... At the court. What's the phrase? The mercy the of mer- the judge? There we go, yeah. Uh, which... I'm, I really hope this recording gets out, and I'm, I hope that he doesn't plea his way out of it. He's probably smart. I mean, this was probably the smart angle for him. As crappy as it is, and as much as maybe he could have an argument of like, oh, it wasn't a threat. I mean, it seems like I guess they have been pretty dead to rights on that. But this is probably just the easiest, and in a month and a half, probably nobody's talking about it if you just go this route yeah, with it. Yeah, because well, well, you know, we have our fun this week, and then... He has his day in court or whatever. The problem, the thing that I worry about is this won't end up going to court more than likely. They're not going to take it that far because uh, he's just going to try to play his way out of it. He probably won't get a lot of time, I, I would imagine. But I that, that's the part where I think if this was also at any other school and Gaudio lost his temper and it wasn't, at a place like Louisville where they have to be squeaky clean, super-duper compliant, then Mac probably lets him blow up, and then a few days later is like, Dino, what the hell? Like, But I, I think in this instance, because it was probably in the presence of other folks, that they had to take it to compliance. And then compliance was like, well, we've got the FBI on speed dial. Let's just give them a ring and tell them what's up. And once you give the FBI call, it's out of your hands, and... Kind of unravel because that's yeah that is the part that as much as uh, I hate like the Louisville spin machine I wanted much more outrage uh, instead of just like laughing and saying this is sad I mean it is like Dino what are you doing dude seriously you're 64 years old like what what and 
again, I know Louisville has to be squeaky clean. And is anybody shocked that, again, they just aren't? Like, they really should, like, those things shouldn't have been happening. It should be as simple as, like, if it is against the rules, we are not doing it. I don't care how silly it is. I don't care about the grad assistant thing. And that is just Dino's word for what it's worth. I'll be curious what UofL says about these. I'm sure they'll say, yes, they will They will be self-reported. We have been in communication with the NCAA. It'll be something like that would, would be my guess. But they were just so minor. It was so... Like, Dino, if you're going to extort, have something juicy. Yeah, you got to have something worth. Come on. Worth. Like, Karen Cipher had some good juice. <laughs> Seriously. She had a good story. Well, sad story, but a story all the same. Right. Grad assistants maybe practicing too much. The illegal use of recruiting in a video for a student athlete, for a potential student athlete. What what the what the video say like the athlete by name or something? Just had their picture. In you know, their, yeah. I, I do wonder if like in recruiting sometimes they'll send videos and maybe you know you can't say the person's name. I, you know, it, I think like it's, it, it's got it's so simple. Yeah, or like it has a highlight of them. And yeah, you can't do that or something like that. Um, it's probably some minor. And it's rule. just some kid who is their video coordinator who's trying to show out a little bit, and he just goes a little bit too far. Like it's very silly. But so my friends were asking me what I had heard, and I was also kind of just sharing some of the things that I had heard. But the way it was first portrayed to me was Dino in trouble keeping Patino's legacy alive at UofL, though. And my (laughs) instant reaction was like, oh, it's going to be a messy, like, cheating affair story. And then the person was like, oh, it's cheating, but different. You know, I was like, oh, <laughs> that Patino legacy, the one of him cheating for really, you know, you don't know what yeah. cheating you're talking about <laughs> in the game or in relationships. It's it's tough to kind of oh, man. split those down and which one they may be. Turns out, you know, it was extortion and, and all the details kind of came out. But another wild story in the city of Louisville. Can I just say everything that happens with Louisville makes me just so grateful to be an Indiana fan. I mean, it's far from perfect up in Bloomington. But when you compare it to what's going on in Louisville and the state of the programs, we like, got it, we got it made in the shade. At least you're. I you kind of is just like quietly running. You got that South Florida guy. Yeah, I like him. He he's muscle. I think every college basketball team needs a little muscle. Yeah, I don't know how much to expect from him, but yeah, he'll be a good uh, piece go there to plug and foul, in there. Yeah. play hard. He's, a, he's somebody yeah. that plays hard and uh, just foul, get rebounds, and 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 hustle in the front court. That can go a long way in the Big Ten. That's exactly how I looked at it. It's five more fouls. Uh, he, he he's ta- he's a solid player. I think you know he'll average maybe like six and five for IU or something like that, which aren't great numbers by any means, but it's good. You know, yep. depth, front court depth. The good the good news is Justin, it's it's one thing to be embarrassing on the court. Kentucky fans, we had to suffer through it this year, and it was terrible. It's a whole other thing to be embarrassing off the court too, sure. and that's that's Louisville. You just had to deal with some some text messages fifteen years ago. That's now legal. And some coaches kissing their adult sons, like, mm-hmm. well, that's on the illegal. mouth. That's not illegal. It's just well, creepy. is it? <laughs> well, maybe in some states. I guess I it could think, be. Yeah. Don't mm. think the son was over 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so predict the future for me, Roush. What happens here with all this? Is the, does the NCAA oh, come man. back and they're like, you know what? That's kind of crappy. You all got extorted, but. You all said you weren't doing anything wrong. This is more stuff you're doing wrong. 
The worst as, part, even as insignificant as it may be, of all of this is that Louisville gets to play victim. And I just, ugh. Oh, they love playing victim. Oh, my God. They they'll, love it so much. They'll never not try to play victim. I mean, and It just, used to be in fun stuff, like articles and stuff like that. Like, we're not in the top 25. Ah! College football playoff number five. We've got Lamar Jackson. One poster put us at six and not in the top five. Uh, Can you believe that Lamar Jackson isn't an MVP candidate? <laughs> he was only first team, him. not MVP. Go get him. Teddy Bridgewater's hands. <laughs> Remember that one? Oh, man, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That well, was a lot like, of fun. They love playing the victim. And here, Chris Mack's statement. I'm grateful for the professionalism. Uh, I'm just skipping around. I'm grateful for the professionalisms of members of law enforcement at the United States Attorney's Office. The university and I were the victims of Coach Gaudio's conduct. And I will continue to fully cooperate with the authorities in their investigation. I mean, just the... That's, I mean, it's oh. kind of like lawyer. Yeah, but it's also the woe is say. me. And I already... like they're, they're already taking this off of Louisville. All the fans are, uh, you know what, this is Dino. Just poor old Dino. What a dingus. Like, why is he doing this to himself, to the Dino. university? Yeah, it's just, he's gone mad ah! with demands. It's Italians. Wouldn't he get paid out his contract anyways, or was he fired for cause? He just wasn't renewed. So oh, gotcha. It just expired. That's right. Yeah, so he yeah, wasn't yeah, getting yeah. any sort of severance. Yeah. But, like, dude, you did media. Just go get Yeah, you're, some and media. you're 64. Like, yeah, who cares? And you've been doing this in some capacity, whether media or coaching, like, aren't you good? Probably, I'd hope. You know, like you never really know with people's finances, but I'd I mean, hope you, that you get the, the cushy gigs. You get oh, yeah. just showing up to Cal's fantasy camp and stuff like that. I mean, <sighs> so easy. But I think what I think to the lawyers' point is that I think this was incredibly personal. Dino recruited Mac at Xavier. Now he's working for Mac, and Mac said, "You know what? Sorry, Dino, not good enough." And he lost his marbles on him. This is a the coaching industry is a very, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. True. Dino was getting his back scratched, and then he felt like he was getting abandoned and lost his marbles to an extent. I mean, and that's one of those things, too, where uh, it's like in the movies. They're, they're, they're getting these, this heated argument, and then somebody, you know, it's semi-pro. No, he, he didn't call you a JT. Dino called him a JT. Call him a job turkey, and all hell broke loose. Oh, gosh. I love I love the, the holes you go down sometimes. <laughs> really wish I could say the other thing, too. Very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hilarious movie. So text in what you think about the whole UofL situation. From the Dino extortion case, I, I won't, you know, I'll whenever that update gets updated, I'll take a peek at it, and that'll be that. I don't care. Like, it, it, it took a degree, it is sad, the 64-year-old that you think would have it made in the shade and can just enjoy retirement, go back to talking about basketball on TV and get paid way too much money to do it, that at a minimum. You know, it is kind of sad that he – and I'll take his statement from his lawyer to the core, that it was just a lapse in judgment, a heated mistake, and I'm sure he probably didn't expect it to – unravel the way that it did but then UofL kind of had to make a decision here like we got to take this stuff seriously and the only way you're not going to get blackmailed is by doing this is by coming out in front of it and you take the charge on it so I don't really blame UofL for it either I'm, I'm I 
I do blame Dino for what he did. He made a mistake. It was a lapse in judgment. Hope he doesn't get jail time. That'd be kind of sad. But I don't care about that story anymore. It just doesn't bother me. I'm now curious about what the NCAA says about these little minor, minor violations. Because, again, any other school, no big deal. Not even anything to blink an eye at. But... And I wouldn't be shocked if Dino came out and was like, they weren't even violations. You know, like, I, I was wrong. I, I thought they were violations. They're not even violations. He's going to try to play nice, and, and that's probably the right thing for him to do. But when you're on probation, Roush, it really is supposed to be, like, nothing. Not well, a thing. It's supposed to be, but the problem is, is whatever sort of precedence that we have in situations like this, it's completely thrown out the window because Louisville is in such rarefied air right now. They've been in so much trouble lately, and they're in trouble with the new IARP. And we don't know how strict or how uh, – we don't know if they're going to throw the book at him. We don't know how they're going to act they, because it's pretty brand spanking new. But as you said, if this is anything like how the old NCAA would operate, they would go nuclear. So I, I don't think that will be the case. I'm more. I agree. I agree with you. I, I some. I, I think the NCAA has kind of turned over a new leaf of leniency. Not that they're not going to get in trouble. Not that these schools won't get in trouble to some capacity. A postseason ban, something along those lines. I don't think they're trying. I don't think NCAA. I think NCAA wants to be out of the news as much as possible. Well, and for Louisville fans' sake, I know they want to as well. And I think they they want. They, they really want to get this stuff over with. And that was the part that was upsetting about yesterday. It was still fun to listen to your Manguses and your Luke Hancocks and they all didn't the... Even, they didn't even... So I, I golfed yesterday. Not a huge deal. I don't want anybody to think like, wow, TJ's so cool. He goes golfing uh, often. You know, I, I don't want that. I don't need that Did out you there. 18? No, just not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nicky's so cool that he doesn't invite us. Oh, yeah. It's at the, it's at the country club that... We can't my play entire family that, that, that I'm not on. even yeah. supposed to be playing on as much as he's I am. The, he's the guest. I, I am yeah. the. I'm, I'm, <laughs> did I tell you that story? There's a funny story about that. Oh, I'll, well, I'll, yeah. yeah. I'll save that for another time. What, Justin? I was just gonna say there's always an excuse. No, oh, yeah. But anyway, so I was only able to listen to Louisville radio for about till three to four. I was scanning it. Mingus, it they great. weren't even talking about the rumors. They weren't even mentioning it beforehand. No, not until it came out, and maybe oh, that was no. maybe that's what they said. Maybe they were like, "We expect news to come out. We'll talk about it when it comes out." It was pretty great that uh, Sweeney wrote it down and gave it to Strebel, and he like, he hadn't seen it before, and they just got his reaction, and it was the big, big bellowing laugh. That's good. Stuff Very too. oh yeah, and that was ah oh, so it, it was fun to consume all of that, but you don't get the classic. I'm I like hearing uh, caller. Cardhead Randy call in and just I'm so embarrassed I cannot believe this university I'm giving up my season tickets like we we didn't even get that because there's so there's so much scandal fatigue over there they can't they, they're just they're done with it and that's the that's that's sad like I you know yeah. you can't even you can't you're, even you're, have you want a little more any. gasoline yeah like we're we can't even it's 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 like in football what it's going to get to this year when Kentucky beats them seventy to seven mm-hmm. that's and, always good stuff and like it's going to be fun but like they're going to be like well you know we knew we weren't going to win anyway like that come on no we need gotta 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 punch back and I I couldn't enjoy it as much yesterday because they're just so the, the apathy. Apathy is starting to set in over at that place, and it's a it's a real shame. It's a real shame. Mm-hmm. Let's go to a break. We'll get to some texts. 
we will have Orlando Antigua on the on the show today. Uh, not the not the biggest news in town regarding assistant coaches anymore. Him and Shin, they were they they were the they were the talk of the state. Well, uh, it's awfully convenient that Chris Mack had his press conference talking about his new New Zealander coach just the day before it came came out. Man, I looked at that guy's Wikipedia page. Pretty thin. I don't get it. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't think anybody does. Like it end up, it could end up being a G League coach. Could end up being like a great hire. You know, could end up being genius from Chris Mack. I, I don't. I, I, I certainly don't understand it. But uh, let's go to a break. This is KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen will be back after these informative messages. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Janice, I apologize to you if I don't seem real eager to jump into a forced, awkward, intimate situation that people like to call dating. I don't like the feeling. You're sitting there, you're wondering, do I have food on my face? Am I eating? Am I talking too much? Are they talking enough? Am I interested? I'm not really interested. Should I play like I'm interested, but I'm not that interested? But I think she might be interested, but do I want to be interested? But now she's not interested. So now all of a sudden I'm getting, I'm starting to get interested. And when am I supposed to kiss her? Do I have to wait for the door? Because then it's awkward. It's like, well, good night. Do you do like the ass out hug? Where you like to you hug each other like this and the ass sticks out because you're trying not to get too close. You just go right in and kiss them on the lips. So don't kiss them at all. It's very difficult trying to read the situation. And all the while, you're just really wondering, are we going to get hopped up enough to make some bad decisions? wonder how much of that was like improv. Just him going. Probably a little bit of it, but I wouldn't say a lot. Like, they're good, talented writers, talented folks behind that. Oh, yeah. Very talented. I'm but sure those, those got, people are also yeah. very creative and funny. I'm sure he got started and then just, like, took it wherever he was going. Yeah. yeah. I would venture to say none of it was improv. No, at all. But I could see him helping to write it. That could be it, too. No, yeah. I, I'm just yeah. curious uh, what, what the answer is. I, do you think if we saw some of who we think are like the most talented or funny and maybe talented and funny because there's a crossover there as well and I think Vince Vaughn falls into that if you got to like just spend a, a day on a set because they also probably did that take 15 20 times you know and that was the best one that they that they figured was the best so I'm sure some of it he added different things some of it he probably took out some things probably had different tones with it at different times they try every which way on on it especially movies with the budget that I'm sure Wedding Crashers had but do you think you would appreciate those actors or actresses more or would you respect them less if you got to spend a day on a set so point would, being, like you may get to see their creative process, which I'm sure would be awesome. But what if they're just huge tools and they just clearly don't really care about the gig and they're just in it for the cash and they want to get out? I there? would respect actors much more when I saw them do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again just to get one take for like one scene. But I would also hate to see like it would take some joy out of out of the to see the sausage being made. 
I think that's like with anything, Justin, you know, what, what, when you kind of figure out, I, it's, it's the kind of don't meet your heroes kind of thing. I would really respect Seth Rogen more when I went on set and just watched how, just how high as a Christmas tree he was doing the whole thing. Do you think he has just stoned his entire day of filming? I could imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Although I I I don't know if you can, because like there's different, there's different levels, you know? Depends at what level he is. Yeah, I also but like, think some of that's a bit, right? Uh, I bet not. He's got that raspy laugh. No clue. <sighs> Trevor does. Oh, oh, okay. Actually, yeah, maybe. Seth actually. Rogen, too. Yeah, Recently, good. I saw a picture of Seth Rogen without his beard or glasses, by yeah, the way. making the rounds. Freaky. Freaky. Hmm. I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea. I think some you'd probably, it just probably would be some you'd appreciate more, and some you'd be like, wow, these people are frauds. I should have never liked them. Uh, the Batcats won. They, well, what? I'm not sure they're actually frauds, but because they they are who we thought they are. But they beat uh, Tennessee Tech on their senior night. They'll close out the regular season with a road series against Vanderbilt, and then they will be in the SEC tournament. Z cabins. What does that mean? That's the headline. Where did kathletics.com? Because Zeke happens. Hmm. Good job, Zeke Lewis. You did it. I still don't know exactly what that means, but uh, so that's 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 good. If they were to shock the world and maybe get a sweep against Vandy, then you'd, you'd have you'd have some momentum going into the SEC tournament. You win that series, you got some momentum. Stranger things have happened, but uh, obviously expectations not too high. Uh, do we have any? We had a lot of football news yeah, yesterday morning. So, it was kind of a busy morning. Uh, first and foremost, Will Levis. He's on campus. Hey, all right. Quarterbacks here, which I, how much I mean, can they even like do stuff with with players right now? How zero, much, but not he can, not a thing. But he can be in the building. Um, yeah, I don't. I I'm assuming that he could Skype or I, I don't know. But like I think for the most part, this is their time off anyway. Uh, Kentucky gives their players off from the end of school till the month of June. It's time off. Go get away. It's really only the second time of the year they do that. The other one is the few weeks in between the end of the season and when after the bowl game and when they return to campus for spring semester. So uh, they're off, and that's why I think it is kind of significant that Levis just went ahead and moved in. Got got to Lexington. I'm sure he's throwing balls with guys on the practice field um, because they can't do that just without the supervision of other people. So I'm assuming that's what's happening right now. But, uh, yeah, good to hear that he's just there a month before everybody else is. It has to be there. Yeah, that's that's better. Um, I'm curious to see how that all shakes out, and I have low confidence that we'll hear anything of substance. I hope we do. Right. Maybe you can you – can, your sources I, I will come I did get through. a lot of reaction where – as much as people were happy to hear about Joey Gatewood in the spring, uh, most were like, "Yeah, this guy's probably the starter." Now, I, maybe Gatewood or Levis. Levis. Now, now, granted, that's just you know commenters and people on Twitter and stuff like that. And when they see the news, they get excited. But that was the the most of my uh, mentions on Twitter were just that. Uh, yesterday morning, before all the Louisville stuff happened. Uh, but I think really the other big piece of news that. Uh, surprised some was that uh, my boss, uh, my ex boss, excuse mm-hmm. me, reported that Javon Bonite, Coach Bo, will remain on staff 
after being arrested in Northern Kentucky. Wow. TJ, were you shocked to hear that news? I guess not shocked, but I was intrigued. I was, uh, I guess, a little surprised. Um, Not shocked because there was an avenue of people make mistakes should you lose your career because of one bad decision and a really, really bad decision. I thought that they were going to let him go, one, because how much was he bringing to the table, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. juice squeeze situation that we've talked about. And secondly, just everything that has gone on with UK and stuff that is somewhat related to things that happened with Boat Night. Um, I thought that they would just say, "Hey, we're we're we're, we're not going to go. We're not going to go down this road." And uh, we thank you for your time, but we're going to move in a different direction, and we wish you the best. So I was a little surprised by it. I wonder how much of this also is maybe just like timing. We timing certainly, and like, hey, when your contract's up, maybe we just won't renew it. But we'll go our separate ways when that day comes. I think timing has a big part to do with it, but. Can I be candid for a minute, TJ? Please, yeah. You got. Should we? You want to tease it? Oh no! No, I mean, I don't oh, think. Okay, because you got me excited. I, I would hope you'd be candid to us and the listeners every sentence. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you've got to kind of button up things. Let me let me unbutton this top button real quick. Uh, he, he is wearing like a survivor outfit. <laughs> we we said that like I, I I joked like, are you half expecting to just be? Randomly selected for an instantaneous survivor. I've got to be prepared. Man, the one thing early survivor seasons did that I really miss is whenever they would have Jeff take the votes and they would put him on like a oh, jet yeah. ski and yeah. he would jet ski into like New York City. Oh, or yep, helicopter helicopters. So or, good. Yeah. I think one time they may have done a banana boat. They even, he jumped out of a plane, like skydove out of it uh, and then like right. rode a motorcycle in town great stuff yeah like like he had left the final tribal and just went and straight just there, was there. <laughs> <laughs> took him that long took him three months uh-huh. yeah. uh but whenever it comes to people getting in trouble or something like stoops is from the u in florida state you got to take a lot to just get get tossed out of here you really do okay and I, I, no, I don't want to encourage that kind of behavior where you're getting DUIs whatsoever. But like, you know, the kind of joke like, "Oh, we've got players getting arrested." Like, the program's back. We're officially an SEC football team. Like, th- this kind of stuff happens. And Stoops is going to, and nine times out of ten, he's going to be the players' coach who's going to try to keep his guys around. So, give how, him a second chance. So. I guess you can spin it as a second chance guy, or you can just be like, you know, this is college, this is big time college football. I think what I would bring up to you is, all right, so what happened with Lamar Thomas? Oh, because he wasn't good at his job. That was. That, Do we was, know that Boat Knight's good at his job? I think he puts more in than Lamar did. The stuff I'd hear about Lamar, I just like, haven't even heard kind of, of anything that like this was the first time I I when this unfortunately happened. I'm not gonna lie to folks. I was like, oh, I forget he was on the staff. Yeah, I, that's he, how he was on our show too. Remember that? No, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> not to be disrespectful, I really don't. Yeah, you sure I was on that day? Yeah, yeah. We were like, oh, Wyoming. That's like a really weird. Is it? Is it like Mars or something like that? Yeah. Oh it was, God. It was really, oh yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was, it was a bad really dream. Bad. <laughs> I thought it was just a fever dream. <laughs> no, but this is – you're right in that regard. Um, but but obviously, Stoops no, – like, what what I know is nothing. So maybe he is doing more. Maybe the juice is worth the squeeze. Or maybe it's just he's doing a fine enough job, but Stoops is forgiving. 
And it goes back to your yeah. point that it's going to take some as long as you're trying, you you can get a second chance. Yeah, and also like the month of May, it's hard enough for him to find a coach right now. The initial guy, like we mentioned the other day, Cooley turned him down. Uh, Josh Edwards is the first to report that. Archie Collins is kind of the guy that I would like to see them go get. Um, is that the Pittsburgh guy? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he used to coach Cast Tech, DeAndre Square School in Detroit. He coached high school ball there for seven years, so he's got a lot of connections. Was Mac recruiter of the year when he was at Central Michigan recruiting that area, and he's also dabbled in Atlanta and Ohio. So he's got some some recruiting connections, and I think he's been at Pitt for like five years now. So, you know, he's not just some young guy who's never been in a spot like this before. Yeah, that one stood out to me as like that that seems safe, good. I don't know and- where the connection is between – if there even is one between Stoops and him previously or somebody on his staff or whatnot, but it does check all the boxes, Terry. Yeah, okay. I'd, I'd be fine with that one. Uh, sounds good to me. Let's go to a break. We'll come back, and we will read some text into the show. 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Jim is my enemy, but it turns out that Jim is also his own worst enemy. And the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So Jim is actually my friend. This feels like a good time to... uh bring up an underrated Jim Dwight moment when they're in Florida the the fake murder not only the fake the hotel murder Ru- Rwanda but the the bug the bed bug oh yeah How, walking in there all smug he's strutting in oh. that's a great one the Florida episode's very underrated uh, as our friend Bobby Regan has said often He's big, and he helped me come around in the Robert California season. Did you see him on uh, the dozen trivia competition? No, I didn't. He do well. Oh, he kicked ass. They they made a mistake pushing that to the night. I know they're only doing that for the tournament, right? Right. But it was it's it was great. Jeopardy. It was just great. Or it's before Jeopardy. It could be your pre Jeopardy. No, but like people are doing stuff. You're cooking. You're eating. You're golfing. You're doing a million different. You're playing see, with cicadas. I watched them in like during lunch yesterday. Like I put it on live in my lunch. From so the night that before. so like is it on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. They they premiere so them at okay. seven. But right, I'll just th- I just get it the day. Then after. I'll just do that because I haven't seen any spoilers. But I, I it was perfect. Just like oh, I'm working on the computer at the office. Let's put on some trivia in the background because you don't need to watch it mm-hmm. unless it's like look at the jersey sort of. Which deal, by the but. way, that's the hardest. The hardest thing they have is show me a picture of an NFL player and tell me what team he's on. Oh. I'm like oh my god like I. Because you're used to seeing them in the jersey, in uniform, or having any some sort of identifiers. And one of them played for the Steelers. Didn't even know that. I completely forgot he played for the Steelers. Well, yeah, as a lifelong Colts, Steelers so. fan, you should be totally was embarrassed. Really, was really embarrassed by it. But that, that's a good – I like the, the format of it, even though it does get ridiculous at times. I, uh, all right, well, cool. I, and also, sometimes I try to watch on Periscope, and Periscope's just it weird. Yeah. yeah, like it just – 
it, it's it's not uh doesn't work all that well. Let's uh you know it also, but you know what Okay, let's just try this again. Let's go to you the You know what does work well. What's that? The text line. Yeah. Five zero two four one four. Before we get to the text line, I do want to tell you about our friends at Genesis Diamonds. They'll work to get you the best diamond possible for your gal. Yeah, they have set reads. Uh-huh. Every week, new read, which is exciting when the new week comes. I don't read them pre until Monday. So on my Monday, my first go at it, that's the first look at it. So, But this one is looking for a large, rare diamond? Genesis Diamonds has one of the largest selections of 2 to 10 carat diamonds in stock. Flawless, precious diamonds straight from the diamond cutters offered at direct importer prices. Genesis Diamonds is all about diamonds. Shelbyville Road Plaza, next to Trader. It's a good one. They just want you to know diamonds. Diamonds, 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 Genesis. We got the big ones. Word association. Let's go to the text line. I like Wheeler. The dude is quick, has a really fast step on defenders, and can finish around the rim. His decision-making is the real deal. Always making the right play when driving and when passing. He's going to be great for chemistry. I'm not even really worried about his shooting because he's good enough to where he can knock it down, and he will still make the right play regardless of what the defense gives him even if the defense is sagging off. Basketball IQ exceptional, at least from the highlights last season. Well, the highlights are always good, and he doesn't miss many shots and highlights for what it's worth. He is right. not a great shooter, and I don't want him shooting a lot, but I do agree with your your assessment of him creating. I don't worry about him finishing so much inside. He'll Obviously, there will be games that won't be great for that, He'll have the right people to, to and he'll know that. He'll, he's a really smart player. So I just love having that smart of a player with his ability to get inside the paint. That's what you want from a point guard, more so than shooting, in my opinion. And I think he'll be a better finisher at the rim than BJ Boston. Well, I mean, wasn't he like historically? Well, speaking of, it's amazing how much better he already is than Askew. <laughs> Just watching his highlights from last season. It's absolutely comical how much better he is than Askew, actually. Askew should have been playing a Bellarmine last season if we're being 100% honest with ourselves. Jeez, Texture. Pretty certain I could DM up with zero problem. I'm not even remotely kidding. Askew would work you so silly you wouldn't know what to do with yourself, pal. That being said, Wheeler was better than Askew last year. We have evidence of that in a game and in what the accolades after the season Wasn't the would Georgia go on game the show. Georgia game is so frustrating. Oh. Out oh, of bounds. Oh. One he, of the one of the games where he just dribbled out of bounds. That game was so, and, and we lost on the inbounds pass that Wheeler was throwing back door. Wheeler so, won that game for them late, and he he made some really good passes and made some nice plays where Kentucky was kind of up like five or six, and was like, just get a stop. It was like four minutes left, and if you get a stop and you come down, and you score on the other end. We should be fine. They couldn't bury him, and you lost to stinking Tom Green. That is, uh, it's something like I, I, you know, we don't need to just pile on askew but i think when there was some initial disgruntlement when uh, reports started surfacing that kentucky was the front runner for wheeler a lot of those folks were comparing wheeler to his contemporaries that were maybe in the portal maybe not in the portal maybe going to the nba draft maybe not because those guys were good enough to go to the nba draft what he really needs to be compared to is just what kentucky had recently and recently it hasn't been great not only askew but I mean, for as good as Ashton Hagens was at times, and as much as he could have been uh, used last year, as much as he was needed last year, just to have somebody that to get the ball to the rim. I mean, his last game, he was sitting on the freaking bench for being a head case. Yeah. So, like, for as good as Cal has been with point guards, it's been a while. 
And I, I think Wheeler can be, uh, you know, the best guy that they've had on the ball since. Who is before Higgins? I want to hear it. Who Who's the guy before Higgins? Oh, uh, that would be Shea. Yeah, best in Shea. Yeah. Yeah, Shea was good. Yep. Shea was good. He was really good. Mm-hmm. Quaddy Green, not as good. No, nothing better than Quaddy. Man. Hey, but you know the thing for like all the, the pro shooters and, and this is apples and oranges. So take this with a grain of salt. But like Quaddy could shoot. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to have the person that can get in the paint and dish. Mm-hmm. Quaddy couldn't really get around. No. Much. Not his thing. No. Uh, but ended up doing all right at Washington and, and got better. And, mm, except for that, you know, whole suspension for a quarter. Thing. Well, he just wasn't a huge fan of school. Who can blame him? Am I right? Hey. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Text into the show 502 414 1450. Orlando Antigua coming up in hour two, KRC. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your hump day edition of KRC. Orlando Antigua coming up in uh, the next segment. We'll have him on and hear what he's got to say about his return to UK. If you've got any questions you want us to ask, feel free to text in 502-414-1450. Want to remind you that if you enjoy KRC, the podcast, wherever you get your podcast, just Google Kentucky Roll Call. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We've got a Facebook page that is like the perfect amount of active where it's not too much, but like there's just, you know, there's something fun here and there, Maybe, maybe a thing a day or two. And uh, leave a rating and review. And uh, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Kentucky Roll Call, if you like what you hear uh, from 7 to 9, which is Monday through Friday. We also have great friends. They are named Salsa Ritas. They have two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. Burritos, tacos, nachos, quesadillas, and the absolute, hands-down, best chips in Louisville. And that matches the best salsa in Louisville, folks. That's right. A spicy hot salsa. Too hot for one Justin Kalen, but not for the big dogs, as Salsarita says. Download the app. It's going to save you some money. And refer a friend. They will get a free entree. You'll get $10 in your Salsarita's app. So basically, you'll be getting a whole meal. And they have Blue Powerade. It's the best in the biz, folks. Go lunch or get dinner at Salsarita's. Two locations. Middletown has a drive through And if you're a pansy like me, the medium <laughs> salsa is exquisite. It's the green, right? No. You don't like the green? I am not a green guy, no. You don't like green salsa? No, sir. I guess it's a little bit. Green. Oh, everybody crushed Justin. He doesn't like green stuff. Green. <laughs> which I don't like. Uh, I don't like avocados. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. The green fla- or the green color for a dip is reserved for guacamole. No. Yep. Green salsa. No. Nope. Salsa verde. That's weird. 
All right, you're just now you're okay. You I don't eat your chicken nuggets with your ketchup. <laughs> now I'm TJ. Terry. I had one bad take, and now I'm TJ. The deli meat take was a bad take. Let's, man, let's be clear here. Cold cuts. Love them. Stink. <laughs> let's get more texts in because we do have Mr. Antigua coming up here in a bit. So I'm not sure how much time we'll get to, to finish the text line. A texter says, I really liked Buzzy Cohen as a contestant on Jeopardy, but I was not feeling him as the host last night. You can tell with these guest hosts who's a TV professional and who's not. I do agree just kind of the cadence of the way even Aaron Rodgers, who's done a lot of media, he still wasn't as good as the people that are on TV every day. Just from like the... It's delivery. Delivery delivery and kind of just like rounding in to talking to the contestants to getting back to the games. Those people are – the people that have worked in TV are a lot more polished. They know how to make it sound conversational. Yeah. Yeah. But, Uh, like, Buzzy's not bad. Buzzy's not bad, and Aaron wasn't – I liked Aaron. I thought Aaron was so far the second best just from an entertainment standpoint, and obviously a a little bit of a bias goes in there. Buzzy brings a different style to it. It's not my favorite, but he's he's been fun. I didn't get to see him last night for one tour, so I guess I've only seen one night. There's a guy from Louisville, and he's an embarrassment. (laughs) Was he the guy last night? Yeah. The wife was like, oh, guy from Louisville's on tonight. She said that at lunch, but uh, again – Oh, I was I was great golfer over here. Mm-hmm. Just booming drives down the fairway. Look at me. I'm TJ. So uh, he did bad. Yeah, well, and here's the thing, too. I would do bad because in the You're, Tournament of Champions, they go for the $1,000 ones right away. I need you got to warm me up in the category a little bit. And he ended up kind of cleaning up on the smaller ones towards the end. He got on a roll, but, like, wasn't enough money to catch up. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Steve. We hardly knew you. We hardly knew you. And Texture says... You let the whole city down, buddy. Do you think people will still be wearing masks, even though it's not going to be required on June 12th? Absolutely. Yes. I was in Nulu uh, over the weekend after going to the Botanical Garden, mm-hmm. and people were just wearing masks outside like it was March 20. You also are in different circles than I am. Where, what do you mean? Like Highlands Nulu, a little bit... Different demo than South End. Well, first off, I don't really run around those places. You were we talking have. about cicadas. I had not not a cicada in the South End. <laughs> not it, one it, single it, cicada. It, which is, <laughs> I swear, it's really wild. Like I could make a joke about like uh, cicadas. They won't come to the South End. It's too gray. We're we're too high fluting here. But like, or you could go the other way with it. But seriously, I haven't seen a cicada in other places. They're everywhere. Even cicadas avoid the South End. Yeah. See, Hey-o. there's the other version of the joke. Yeah. But but also like you get your. Um, your hippie dippies are going to be much more mask wearing. Your hippie dippies. Yeah. No, I know. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm well aware that New Loon, the Highlands, if there's they they will be yeah. But that's still to answer that texter's question. Yes, people will be wearing masks after June 12th. New really? Loon. People, it, some people will wear masks the rest of their lives. I'm convinced. I'm, yeah. And that's okay. People can do whatever they want. Nulu is building a seltzer bar. Did you see that? A seltzer bar. No. How do you feel about that? But they have, do you know that we have a champagne bar? What? In Louisville, it's called the Champagnery. And like I was, Hannah. Champagne's gross. We, we had driven by it's, it. It's not good. Mix it with orange I think it's juice. in. I think it's in German. It's still not that good. I think it's in Germantown. But I was like, what? What is it? And she's like, it's a champagne bar. I was like, yeah. And she's like, they'll make different champagnes. You can get like a custom champagne. I was like, who is going there? Yeah, and then it clicked like- for me. And she answered before it even clicked. She was like, I mean, bachelorette parties, girl night out, like class re- like girls, you know, class reunion catch up. It was like any sort of 
It's only girl women, trip yeah, is right. going to want to stop by a champagne bar before they go out. I was like, yeah, I guess there would be enough business. Or you could just business. go to a regular bar. You could, obviously. <laughs> I mean, Don't like... even get me started. But like the novelty of a champagne bar for people that are out-of-towners or whatever, I get it. But the issue is girls like to be around guys too, you know. Guys aren't – guys for the most part no. aren't going to – Are you, sh- you going to tell me girls poop too? Well, let's take it easy. <laughs> and I'm sure there would be some folks that would go to champagne bar. I wouldn't mind trying it once, but – I don't think that's going to well, be like a nightly staple for a lot of people. Same thing with the the seltzer bar, man. I seltzers they can be good. Are you have you still haven't tried one yet? No, have I've you? tried. I've you tried, have, yeah. yeah. So it's a much riskier gamble than when you're buying a new beer from a gas station because I got I got some over the weekend. I like Bud Light seltzers. Yuck! They're the worst ones. Oh, I like I, I've they're never had the enough. Bud Light one. Or but, no, I have. I have. They're, I don't they're, know. They're, they're fine. They're like, all the same. It's just like a little well, flavored water. Well, here's the thing: is the kind I got. It was like, oh, margarita lime, mango mai tai. I was like, oh, well, this will be. It'll just taste more like a margarita. No, it was just like let's dump more sugar into it. And I was just like, God, I guess this is hard to drink. Like this thing is nice about seltzers; they're pretty light. You can bang them back. You can you can take gambles with these seltzers or with the seltzer lemonades, and you just get a big old glass of sugar, and it just tastes like crap. Ugh. Crap. Texter says 502-414-1450. Anytime TJ disagrees with my one of my food takes, it just emphasizes that I'm correct. Jersey Mike's is very good. That made me laugh. Because <laughs> that's not the first time I've heard that. Uh, Texter says, got to get the deli meat from the actual deli. Can't get the prepackaged stuff. Yeah, Ugh. but the actual deli, it is very expensive. Like, deli meat is not cheap. It's not really that expensive. But it's like five bucks a pound. I used to, The that was one, another example that seems like they're starting to add up, where the wife was correct, is I would get the prepackaged stuff just because I was a college guy that turned into, like, a young 20-year-old that was just, I didn't care. I'm making a sandwich. I'm going to heat it up anyways, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then you try the the actual, the real deli meat, and it's like, oh, man, this doesn't taste like canned meat. Yeah, still skimping, though. Uh, uh, two no, more dollars you, for me. Do what you want when you're popping. <laughs> yeah. But turkey, though, from there, like the prepackaged turkey. It's probably, again, yeah. a very topical reference that I'm sure everybody can understand. I'm sure it's probably like flying first class. Some people say, like, never do it. Because once you do it, oh, you, you know it exists. Back, right. So never get deli meat. And then if you just only have the yeah. prepackaged stuff, boom. See, we would always get the, the good stuff before, like, a lake trip or something. Because oh. you can just, you know, grab, like, a handful while you're sitting on the boat. Yeah. It kind of fuels you up. And Man, sandwiches going out to the boat. That's almost one of the only times for an acceptable cold sub. Is yeah. when you're out on the boat. And because, you know, especially, I mean, it's it's much different now. But when you're a kid and you're jumping in off the boat and you're swimming a bunch. and well, There's nothing. You just inhale it. Yeah. You don't even notice that you're eating it. You, you can consume 17,000 calories <laughs> and it still wouldn't make up for all the energy you burn. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> Good old days. Texter says, we said the same thing about UK B-Ball's record in close games this year. Turns out we were just bad. Huh. In reference to U of L's yeah. bad record. Turns out they're just bad, too. And that was the thing. If you remember, I did not give up on this Kentucky team, which... Uh, so you were telling ourselves, I, if Olivier Sars shots just go in... Well, and it was like, you know, Brooks has been banged up. Let's wait to see him getting healthy. And then it was Terrence Clark was injured, and it was 
When's he going to come back? And you're just kind of waiting for the team to come complete. In the meantime, they were losing so many heartbreaking freaking games that you were like, it's got to come back around at some point. But the texter was right. We just Kentucky was not good. And that's why they mm-hmm. lost so many of those close games. It's because they weren't good. They weren't good. They just weren't good. <laughs> you know, you weren't good enough to win them. And, and uh, I wanted to be patient with them. I wanted to see them healthy. We never really did for what it was worth. But eh, it didn't matter. Yeah. You hate to put – it's not all the blame on Askew, but if you don't have any point guard, you're doomed from the start. It didn't even matter the fact that Olivier Saar wasn't as tough inside as we were hoping that he'd be. It didn't even matter that B.J. Boston was wildly inconsistent. It didn't matter that Davion Mintz was supposed to be a role player, and here he is. You're the guy. Please go win us games. Uh, it was just – it was doomed from the start, and and uh, that mm-hmm. stunk. But it won't be like that next year, and we'll talk with Orlando and Tigua about it. Here in uh, about 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes or so. Ooh, our Canadian texture is giving us a little scoop. They shut down golf up here as a performative COVID measure when every smart and reasonable person realizes the issue is workplace slash indoor spread. Not actor activity. Only golf once or twice a year, but I've never wanted to go so badly in my life. It's Man. the classic case of I bet the weather's so can't... nice in Ontario right now. Oh, yeah. Probably like 60. Oh, yeah. Probably Just wear like shorts and a long sleeve shirt. <sighs> Boom. Be great. We'll say the you know to say something nice about Kentucky summers. I know it's technically not summer yet. the The windows down on the way into work is always pretty cool. Yeah, mornings like last night, I was uh, catching up with some old friends, just sitting outside on the phone. Like, oh, this feels good. The, the yes. Uh, the only issue is in the mornings, you know, like oh, this is literally the coldest it's going to be today. And every hour from here on out until evening, it's going to just be hotter and hotter which is a scary sight. Ontario's but, getting the weather that we had the past few weeks. Mm, like the 70s? Like the, yeah, low 50s at night. Like how great was Oaks Day, day and Derby Day? Oh, it was Goodness awesome. Gracious. Yeah. Just didn't get better than that. Uh, <sighs> Derby was rainy, but that's okay. If the cold sandwich you can make, oh, also, that sucks about the golf. That sounds absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous, and it's scary that adults are making those decisions that aren't allowing you to go do things like that. Yeah, but come on. It's outside. You can <laughs> stay 90 feet apart if you want to. And if hell, if I'm driving with these two goobers, I probably would be 90 feet Oh! <laughs> Texture says, if the cold sandwich you make at home is the same as the one you would get from a good deli, you're either going to the wrong deli or you have gourmet ingredients at home. Hey, to be fair, I do keep a well-stocked fair. fridge of sandwich accoutrement. <laughs> like, I've got multiple kinds of mustard, uh, always have multiple kinds of pickles. I even have... A it's called a spicy pepper relish that you can put on your ham sandwiches. Really tasty. It's up in a place in Ohio. Father in law loves this. Stuff. This may be a hot take, but like when I see like a New York deli and those sandwiches, they all look disgusting. I don't think I've ever seen whether it's like Impractical Jokers or whatever show it may be. It or just looks real a, dingy. Or and, something on yeah. like Twitter or somebody's like, you know, go covering a game at Rutgers. They stop by my favorite deli. They they look gross. And like how do you even eat them? Where do you even start? And Ooh, gross. Yeah, out on them. Out. Couldn't be further out. Texter says, Toppin is such an exciting prospect. A little skill development could go a long way with him. Got the, all the athletic tools. The thing is, it's the, the skill development part's interesting because he does some things really well. Maybe it's naturally well, but I do. he just needs to kind Ooh. of polish up in a few areas. We should see if Orlando agrees with your Toppin take. The thing is, how much of Toppin has he seen? That's the issue. I, I mean, I'm fine asking. I'm going to probably say, I was going to bring that up. That like, I'm really high on Jacob well, Toppin. How much have you seen of him? What can he, what can he do? Is he going to be like Obi? No. <laughs> no wait. Don't on. do that. No. Come on. Headline. 
Jacob Toppin, the next Obi Toppin. I, I can no. We don't ask questions that we know answers to. He'd come voted, back with we, that, and he'd be like, "Well, we're not going to put that expectation on. We want we, Jacob to be on, Jacob." Voted questions. No radio. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Gotcha. Coming from Mister Finstyle. <laughs> Texter says it's true, TJ. No golf in Ontario and all other areas of Canada. Golf is oh, allowed. that's even worse. Okay, so well, at least, drive at least hours all of Canada yeah, but, isn't. Canada is really big though. I bet Ontario it takes a while to get out of there to get to Saskatchewan or <laughs> Newfoundland or Labrador. Aren't those close to Ontario? Don't know my 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 uh, provinces very well. Justin's a Canadian expert Negative. geography, so That's he'll get back to you. I know untrue. Nova Scotia and Labrador are on the east coast, but I can't think of Quebec is actually probably the nearest province to Ontario. Am I right, Justin? You are correct. It is just off to the right. You got Manitoba to the left. Manitoba. Oh, to I'm the a left. big Manitoba guy. Yeah. UK uh, had got a commit from a guy from Manitoba. Remember that? He ended up uh, going to Florida. Omar Goods. No, I he don't. played it. Oh. Like, he played it like a high school. I that do remember was just Lamar in, like, Goods. An oil town that had one stoplight, hmm. and it was just in the middle of nowhere, Manitoba. Texter says, "I go to Jersey Mike's because I don't have fancy Italian meats like." <laughs> And I don't know what the I don't know what the second one is. Cappuccino sitting around at home. What is the second one? I don't know what the second one is. I, I think, think it's a, s- some sort of salami. Yeah, and salamis are fine, but it just mm. it also makes me feel very greasy. During our hell week, Thick. our lunch, the only Fun thing week. we got to eat for lunch was just a bologna sandwich. Fried bologna, great. It wasn't fried. Oh yeah, it was so gross. It was so it was horrible. It was so cheese. I think um, optional, maybe. Huh. But. But dinners, you got to ball out, and those were good. Um, yeah, the bologna sandwiches, disgusting. Justin, I saw your post on KRC Facebook page, and you got a ton of salsaritas last week. Seems like you ordered practically the whole menu. <laughs> <laughs> got a burrito bowl and a taco. <laughs> like that's, that is far from the whole menu. Man, you, need person, check, you need to check out salsaritas if you think that's the whole menu. This person just dies well. <laughs> Man, no kidding. I went big, though. It was my first time going in to a, to a standalone store, so I had to go big. Good morning, Nick. The random dude, Mills, is Chris Mills, that was sent the FedEx package, causing Kentucky shame and probation, and went on to play 10 years in the NBA after graduating from Arizona. There was UK sports before you two were born. Right. Have a great S- morning, UK Pest. Suck it, UK Pest. I couldn't think of his name on the spot. Just take out your suck it. And suck it. Ooh, let me mansplain you, your UK sports. Forgive me for forgetting that the same guy who got the package, and it wasn't a FedEx package, mind you. It was another company that's now defunct. Like Rotary or something. My memory's escaping me right now. Yeah, it wasn't even FedEx. And Claude said that the package didn't contain any cash. So... It didn't contain any cash? Said a, Claude said no cash. Claude Mills. No cash. What are you looking at me for? I really thought it was specifically like... No cash, like, said Claude Mills. Envelopes. Like, it was just like, oh, money's pouring out of here. How did this package just bust open with cash everywhere? This seems awfully suspicious. Hey, UK Pest, suck it. Yeah. Agreed, TJ. No hitting out of greenside bunkers and scrambles. Also, anything from five feet in is good on the greens, followed by saying, one of us would have made that no problem, even if you think it's not true. No, I am big anti-cheating and scramble, unless it's just like, you know, you got no chance. Like, like yeah. You if you're actually it. competing to win, no cheating. 
If you're just having fun, yeah, who cares? But uh, that is always I, the I good love, old. One of us would have made it, no problem. I, I love the joke too. When you're like 25 feet away, can't believe you guys are making me put this. Oh, that's yeah. always that's always a classic. Gotta, uh, gotta slide one of those in per an, round. Another classic scramble cheating technique is like when you know you got somebody that's probably 15 feet out and you're 40 and you just hit it. See if good it, if it goes. If, yeah, if I'm making it, it's we good. were gonna use that one. It had a better <laughs> oh. line from 40 feet out. Hey, that's how my round ended. I was off the green. I was like, I'm gonna give it a chip. They were lining up. Oh, so butt. you cheated? It wasn't no. even a real. It wasn't no, even it a was real the, one. It was the first shot. Oh, it was so the first it, shot. It, it doesn't so, matter. So your chip actually shouldn't have even counted. <laughs> hey, you know what? Good if it goes. Yeah, that's it, what we always say. Good. good if it goes. <laughs> Got it. Oh no, we we're gonna use the other one. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Um, but again, if you're actually competing, don't cheat. Golf is a real sportsmanship game. Right? right? Right. Maybe I'm blind, but I have yet to see a single U of L media member talking about this potential scandal right now. Obviously, this will change, but it's wild. And it did change, and it also was wild. I agree with that. It, it was like UK folks that were more, if there's something going on in UK land, I want to talk about it. I want to wait. I'm, I'll have thoughts. There is sort of a, the jurish lingering cloud of like, if we even mention it beforehand, Tom might get mad at us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can allude to it like, oh, God, here we go. Let's go to a break. And when we come back, we'll have Orlando Antigua, UK assistant, on the show. Talk about him returning to Lexington. Want to remind you about Bobby Cook before we go. Southern Indiana, exit four. Get better golf by seeing Bobby Cook. BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com, 812-913-4415. Call them, book your tee time, virtual golf course, hit the virtual range, or get lessons. You won't find better prices, and he'll get you better at golf. That's BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com, 812-913-4415. This is KRC Orlando Antigua coming up next. What's going on? Anybody got a Blackberry? Check Drudge Report. Good idea. No, wait, we can't check Drudge Report. There's no internet. There has to be a way to find out what's going on. We can't. Don't you get it? There's no internet to find out why there's no internet. What did we used to do to get the news before the internet? A television. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. I didn't really know when that one was ending. That makes two of us. <laughs> when, if we were at home, when would you have texted Mike on? Just right then when the music was playing? Gotcha. Okay. This is KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Trevor still does the music in the drop, so it's still just kind of his little... Oh, you could tell by yesterday's music, because... I mean, who in the world listens to that besides Trevor Kelsey? If we have music like we did yesterday again, Justin, you got to cowboy it and get it out of here. Yeah. It, it, it was uh, it was not very good. All right, I think uh, joining us now, UK assistant coach Orlando Antigua here on Kentucky Roll Call. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. 
Top of the morning to you guys. Good morning to you. We appreciate you you coming on with us and, and taking the time to talk and talk about your return to Lexington and the University of Kentucky. I would say getting up, but I'm sure you you're you're up much earlier than eight thirty on a normal basis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. It's uh, usually getting up and moving around early. Uh, the brain starts firing around five five thirty in the morning. So Ooh, that's. <laughs> That's a little too yeah. early. That's a little too early for me. Hey, one random question before we get into it. Uh, we had Chin on on Monday, and he was telling us how he was having a tough time finding a place to live in Lexington. I know the market's crazy right now. Is he crashing the couch, or, or are you having a same issue? Or I'd imagine you probably sold your place back after uh, after you left to go to South Florida. So, what's the what's your living situation like since you've moved back? Yeah, I'm actually uh, back in town right now to go uh, <clears throat> go look for some places. Um, so, and meeting with some people uh, while I'm in town. And um, so, my wife and I are we're excited to be back in Lexington, and uh, <clears throat> it's such a popular place to live at that the housing market is really hard. It's really tough, man. <laughs> And that's got to be nice for you because you, it's almost like you get to hit a reset button. You know, maybe you go back to the same part of town you want to live in. Maybe that really wasn't yeah. what you loved. You can go somewhere else now. You you, you know uh, you're in a better spot from that perspective maybe than Chin. You'll have to give him some advice. Yeah, plus, you know, uh, we're, uh, we're empty nesters now, so it's a little easier before prior to that. You know, we had to make sure that we were – uh, in a good school district and all that, and that's some of the some of the restrictions that Chin is uh, Chin and and, uh, and his wife Angie are trying to yeah. trying to navigate, uh, making sure that they have their daughter running in a great school district. So, um, you know, uh, we don't have that same restriction, so we're looking just to make sure we find a place that uh, that is comfortable and and allows uh, allows me easy access to to get into campus and to get out to the airport and those kind of things. Well, while we're kind of going down this road, what, when we started hearing rumors that you may be returning and, and welcome back, and I know UK fans are just over the moon to, to have you back, there was some Twitter controversy. Your location was in Lexington. Was that you throwing a little hint, or had it always just been your location was in Lexington? No, that actually... <laughs> I had no idea all this was going on, <laughs> and... Uh, uh, my son was like, Pops, the last time we were in Lexington, uh, and I came back in often because my daughter was a student here at UK. So I was back in and out of Lexington an awful lot throughout the years. And one time, I guess a few years ago, I was out golfing and the location thing came on. So I had no idea it was still there. And, uh, <laughs> I know it was, it, was a, it was a big thing that led to more speculation than, than it needed to be. But uh, my kids got a kick out of that because they knew I had no idea that that thing was on. <laughs> okay. All right. We were wondering, and, and we weren't sure exactly what direction it. it was going to go. It. But great answer. We're talking with Orlando Antigua here on Kentucky Roll Call. All right, serious question here. This Kentucky season uh, was not great. That's no surprise to you. It's no surprise really to anybody in college basketball. You were part of an NIT team at UK, uh, which had a better season than this most recent one. 
What and then that turned into a 2014 team that ended up having to run to the national championship game. What was the mindset coming off a bad season, and is it any different than coming off a great season? You feel like maybe the players are hungrier. What are there any correlation between what you could take away from 2013 heading into 14 to what this group may be? And there are several returning players. Obviously, there's going to be some new ones coming in. Uh, any anything that you can kind of tie together there. No, that you know the one thing that you can reference back to, to to that experience is that in both of those years you had things that were out of your control that happened. Um, obviously, in the thirteen year, Nerlens goes down and and, um, and and gets hurt, and that that was a big big part of that team. And obviously, this past season with the pandemic, not having the spring, not having the summer, all the stoppages, and the the amount of injuries that they dealt with this past season. Um, though they had a lot of talent, didn't allow for the chemistry and the, the synergy that you need to have in order to, um, to, to, to attack the season. Obviously, we're excited about the group that, that we've got coming in, but every year, because of the success that the program has had, you have to kind of have a reset and, and refocus and get everybody on the same page, and that takes a lot of time. You know, When you have the t- kind of talent that, you're, that, that we're going to have this year, there's a lot of sacrificing that has to happen. There's a lot of of relying on one on one another that that has to occur, and and that takes time to build, and that takes time to 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 get that synergy going. And it's a lot of time that it has to be spent together. It's a lot of time that has to be spent off the court with one another, and that wasn't able to happen last year because of all the restrictions. So. One of the things that we're really excited about is 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 getting everybody here to campus here in June, and you know we'll, we'll hit the ground running right away with with those guys getting back in, getting back to workouts, and then and then working our you know our camps. We got all of our our camps that are going to be going on, um, our day camps, our satellite camps, our father son camp, and and daughter uh, <clears throat> father daughter camps. So <clears throat> going through all those experiences you get a chance to bond and you get a chance to see each other outside of the court. And then obviously when we get on the court, you know, you, you're dealing with one of the best that, that knows how to forge that and make those guys come together. But you need that piece of all that other time that needs to be together to, so that when you get on the court and we start stressing them and trying to speed up the level of learning and trying to make them uh, um, push past their comfort zones, they they understanding that, they see you more than just a coach who's asking them to do something they've never been able to, that they haven't been able, they've never been asked to do before. Coach O, uh, Nick Roush here with Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. I- I'm curious, you got a, a new guy entering the fold over the week, Severe Wheeler from Georgia. Just what do you, what do you like about his game and, and what do you think he can, he can bring to the team this fall? Nick, I'm sorry. Say that again, please. Well, this was Severe Wheeler. What what can he bring to the team this fall, and what do you really like about his game? Um, how about almost nine assists a game? <laughs> that's the first part. <laughs> you know, a kid a kid that's uh, that's tough mentally, um, that can get in the lane, that can cause havoc defensively. Um, I think those are areas that we're going to challenge him on to help him grow. And being able to put other really good pieces around him, um, being able to have another really good guard that can handle the ball and, and Ty Ty that can allow Ty Ty to rebound the ball and bring it up and hit ahead to, to him, 
to Xavier, where Xavier can, can attack. The same thing is vice versa. They can play off of one another and off of each other. You know, ho- hopefully uh, um, the other pieces that we've added that will space the court will also allow for guys to, to be creative and, and play the way we want to play, which is really fast, attacking, putting people on their heels, and, uh, and playing with an incredible passion defensively. What would you say to folks that would be concerned about his shooting numbers? Obviously, the assists speak for themselves. He was second-team All-SEC, but people see that he had a rough year from behind the arc, and with college basketball moving to more perimeter base, people get nervous by that. Well, we're going to put him in positions to be, the, to be at his best, and we're going to challenge him to grow in those areas. Obviously, um, we watch a lot of film on him. And oftentimes, you know, he, he had to take some shots that were tough and difficult because he was one of the players that could get, get his shot off. Um, when you add other pieces around him that are, are that can space the court, that are really good, and then, then the quality of shooting um, becomes better. And so, you know, we hope to hope, help him identify great shots so that his percentages are up. And, and that's part of, the, part of the conversation and part of the growing that we're going to be doing here in the summer. Orlando, he's a transfer portal guy. Kentucky fans fell in love with you by your success on the recruiting trail. Just how is it different, you know, talking and recruiting a guy who's played college ball from the portal and, and versus a, a high school kid out there? And does it, does it change how you recruit in the middle of the season knowing, like, well, we might have to wait until the season's over before we even get a crack at this guy? Well, you um, you certainly have to wait till the, after the season's over. You you have to wait until um, you know the kids are in the portal to be able to have those conversations just to see who is interested at potentially looking to change and move. And 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 um, it's a little it's a little different when you're recruiting someone that's already played at the college level because you have a bigger sample size exactly as to what they can do you have a lot of film on them they've been scouted against they've been prepared um so the conversation is it's it's about what are they trying to attain from the experience and how does that fit what our team goals are um so you you start to have those conversations they know the impact of what kentucky is even in a down year even in the down year where where you had all the challenges that last year's team had People still understood what Kentucky basketball is about and what it stands and, and what the reputation of the program is and, and want to be a part of that experience. You know, they want, they want to have the, the, the most knowledgeable fan base behind them and, and, and all those kind of great things that, um, unfortunately, that last year's team didn't get a chance to fully experience. And, and you know, this year, this team will, will get a chance with everything else going, going back to normal. Kind of building on that question that Nick asked, and we're talking with Orlando Antigua here on Kentucky Roll Call 7 and 9 Monday through Friday, it, is it going to allow you all to get a little pickier on the recruiting trail and say, listen, we think this kid's going to be a star. We're excited maybe this kid, it's going to take him a few years, but we're really high on him. We like him. Uh, and then say, you know what, but if we don't get those guys, we know we can always hit the portal. It almost seems like the portal is the safety net that you can tap into if you need to. And you look at Kentucky's biggest weaknesses last year, outside shooting and point guard play. Well, you get the best point guard in the portal or one of the best guards in the portal, and you get some of the best shooters in in college basketball as well. So you really can address needs. You can fill some holes. It seems like Kentucky's got a big advantage here. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if necessarily it's a, it's a, it's a, you would say it, uh, you could fall back onto the portal if, if you miss, I think you, you attack that as you saw we did, um, just as rigorous and just as strong as you do the recruiting trails. I mean, those kids have been recruited and, and have had success, which is the reason why we would have interest in wanting to bring them to our program. So you have to attack them the same way you attack any other recruit. Uh, and, and so um, we took the same approach in terms of looking at really good student athletes, one that would come in and could fit our culture and that were willing to take on the, the challenge of wanting to be at a place like Kentucky to take on the challenge of wanting to play with other really good players and sacrifice for each other because those are the conversations that we're having early on and we need to have early on with these kids on so they can understand what it is. And, you know, you, you guys have heard Cal over the years say, this isn't for everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why it's not for everyone. There's a lot of demand. There's a lot of, uh, obviously, there's a lot of benefits that come with being associated with the notoriety and everything, but there's also a lot of challenging things that, you know, you have to have, you have to go through in order to have the success that they want to have here. And so we try to have those conversations up front so that everybody's on the same page and an understanding. And the kids that sign up for that are kids that are betting on themselves and that are kids that want that, uh, they want that pressure and they want to come here and represent the state and the university and their families um, to the best of their abilities. And I think, you know, we always got to keep that in mind that these kids are, you know, the 18 through 22 to 23, 24 years old. Speaking of recruiting, are we, I know that uh, Wheeler committed after we talked to Chin on Monday. Are we done with 2021 recruiting? I know there's a few players that were on last year's team that are still working out and making decisions and trying to gather the most information. We're still waiting on those guys. But in terms of bringing new players in, is this, are, are we set for heading into next season? Recruiting. Are we ever set in recruiting? I don't know. We have thirteen <laughs> available. We have thirteen available scholarships. Oh, that's a good answer. Uh, we tried to get you. We tried to get you. That's a good answer. I think Roush and I are just going to ask you one more fun one and yes. maybe get out of here. I I know we're looking to the future a lot now that you're back, but I I do need to turn back the page and put on a warm blanket of nostalgia. Go back to that 2012 national championship season. Is there is there a point in that year that you saw something and knew like this team's got it we're we're gonna win this whole damn thing? Um, yeah, you know when when uh, the, the the clock started going from five, four, three, two, one, and then the confetti went off, and I was like, damn, this team's got it. I think we can win. This. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't, I don't think. I mean, I think you you need you need. Uh, you need a special group of kids and you need a lot of luck and you need the right matchups and you have to stay healthy. And throughout the process, you know, there's, there's a game or two where, you know, one of your student athletes has to make an incredible play, whether it be a block, whether it be a deep three from the left corner, from the left wing, you know, those kind of things are, those are the things that make, that are memorable moments. But there's so much that goes into that prior to that, and you need a lot of luck, and you need a lot of you know things to fall your way. When, when you when you just look back at that season, what's the one memory that just first thing that pops in your head when you think about the national championship year? 
I just think about the the I think about the excitement. Um, I think about the connectivity of the guys on the team. I think about the so the, the fun that they were having, and I think about how how hard the 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 summer was, the preseason was, how we drove them, and how they just they gelled with one another. They 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 became um, such a unit. They knew how to play off of each other. I mean, it was just. You know, it was just it was dynamite. I, I I think about the game that we lost to uh, to Vandy in in the SEC championship game and how that really galvanized the guys to understand like, oh, we have to do now is let's go win six, and we've won six in a row or more this season. That's and, uh. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt. That, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. I, I was going to ask if the, how much that loss, you know, coaches always debate or can losses be considered good things. Yeah, we know uh, the answer. And we it, do. Yeah, it's and, okay to It's good to lose before the tournament. Also, it's that was my 21st birthday in New Orleans. I was at that game, uh, and, and I guess you all made it up. A few weeks later, because I was back, I was back in New, I, I was, I was back in New Orleans again. So uh, UK fans got very familiar with that city over the course of a month. Let me ask you this: New Orleans was good to you as it, as it was for us, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a dangerous place to turn twenty-one uh, as a college junior, but a lot of fun. I, I just wanted to bring that one. I, I was curious: what's your favorite tournament win at UK? Maybe non-national championship game excluded, because gosh, you you were part of some really memorable tournament runs and really memorable games. And then secondly, and I'll get you out of here on this: uh, Chin was adamant that Chicago pizza is much better than New York's. Uh, I don't know if you were made aware of this or if you had any thoughts on it. But Just don't disagree with him. Yeah, he, Listen, he said that that's 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 what started the Fan McCaffrey beef. That's exactly what I was going to say. I don't want to get into that, that debate with him. He's very passionate about his Chicago pizza. And, I listen, I could care less. I'm going to eat both of them. <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> so so I'll, stay, I'll stay out of that debate. Uh, the, the other piece of it is there are so many great moments um, in, in that run in those, those first uh, five, six years that to, to, to be able to take one away uh, and say, you know, without it being the national championship, it's so hard. I mean, mm. that first group, that first group, just going through Big Blue Madness with John, the second year with Brandon Knight, and, and his whole drive was to get a little further than the year before and making a final, our first Final Four run. I mean, the, the one consistent thing that I can take away from all of those uh all of those years is that all those kids cared so much for one another and that made it really special. And that's, that's the element that has to happen for teams to be really great. Because when you're talking about trying to get to the last weekend of a tournament, you're going up against really good teams that are really well coached that have had uh, a lot of things fall their way. And what's going to be the separating factor? What becomes down to it, the separating factor becomes the love and passion and the sacrifice and the appreciation that each individual on that team, from the managers to the walk-ons to the coaches to the administration, that will separate them and push them a little bit further 
than the opponent. And that's why it's so special and so hard to try to get to that point. And you have to start to create that early, early, early. And you need a lot of time to do that. And so, you know, that's the challenge for us. The good thing is that we're excited about the group of guys coming in that um, have that mentality, that want to be a part of that, uh, those conversations. And then, I mean, those guys are already starting to bond with one another, which which is really, really cool to see. I'm sorry, Orlando, that's incorrect. We were looking for Louisville. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Which one? I oh. <laughs> love it. Thank you so much for your time today, Orlando and Teagle. We'll talk down the road. Best of luck this summer. UK fans are happy yeah. to have you back. Good luck in the housing market, and uh, thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, man, and we're excited to be back. You know, we got a lot of work ahead, but we're looking forward to, uh, to trying to create some, good, some great memories. That's what UK fans love to hear. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day. All right, Orlando Antigua. We're not going to take another break. We'll just finish out the the show with the text line here today. But that was awesome. Always mm-hmm. great hearing from him. Really did want him to say Louisville. You, I, you know what I was thinking is. But really, for me, it's this is the point where he always hits it. Goodness gracious, so much. It really was like he was a part of some awesome runs, and he still and he left before the fifteen year. But like that. Seriously, 10, 11, 12, 13 stunk, but even that was just kind of weird. Was and then 14 was just wild. What and, a stretch. And I I know it gets kind of coachy, when, you, especially when you hear Cal and his Calisms go over and over. But, you know, hearing Orlando just emphasize how significant and important the off-the-court stuff is really just goes to show you how much they missed from that last year. Because it goes from playing kind of like an AAU team where you only practice with those guys maybe once a week, maybe, and then you play with them in the weekends, to a true team where you're spending all of your time together. That's what separates it, and that's how they got the one-and-done rolling uh, from the get-go. Yeah. Man. Uh, really wanted to get to the bottom of the recruiting, but I tried. Tried with Jin and him and yeah. both of them. Well, you know, uh, so I guess that's no. It's the MO. They're, they're not there. done. I really don't think they're done. Yeah, just could have been simple to be like, we love the group we got in. We got a few guys making decisions, and uh, we'll roll with what, what we well, got. And I think that's a kind of we're waiting to see what the hell they're going to say. Well, between Davion and Keon, I'm just I am team UK is not done recruiting after hearing both those guys basically say, or we ain't done recruiting. You got open scholarships, let's use them. Thanks, guys. Summer radio. They're really throwing us a bone. Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's nice of them. And it is nice of UK to let us talk to both those guys this week. We are appreciative. It's fun hearing from them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that 12 12 run, also great. Beating the snot out of IU. Oh, yeah. I mean – Man, that would have been great. Out of that would have been great if he was like, "Yeah, you remember that time we that dropped a hundred on Tom Crean's face, and then mm-hmm. we stole his point guard." I would have, I would have probably dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, sorry UK. guys, we lost Coach O. Uh, that was fun. All right, let's get back to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That card chronicle tweet aged like sun baked mayo. Now I am saying things like the only issue with that UK, you know the. What we've done this offseason, they had the – it was somebody's album, right? It was the J. Cole thing. Okay, yeah, so yeah. they just Photoshopped him on front of the J. Cole thing. I'm, I am I was all right with it, but it was such an easy joke to like a dumpster fire of a season that we had. Oh, I that saw – That I was like, oh, no, people are just going to put a dumpster and then we're going to get made fun of. So West Virginia – I don't think anybody did. And though. I didn't want to make fun of him because I'm pretty sure Cole, Clay Bollinger is the one who's in charge of their graphic stuff now. But they kind of did that, but with the field goal posts – 
So it looks like, it looks like there was a forest fire in the background. Oh, that's it's not like, good. It's like you don't know. No, don't pr- yeah, don't promote that. Those are bad. Um, and then I guess Card Chronicle's point was all the, the off UK's season were the off season, but the off seasons were UK's at their best. It's that's like, rich coming from a Louisville fan that hasn't gone further in the tournament since the year two thousand and nine. That's just rich yep. from a UL fan, and from one who they so have, rich they have fun in the off season just for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the whole other side of it too. But. Um, Yep. yep, UK fans Aids are optimistic. Like sun-baked mayo. There is sun-baked mayo. Uh, no doubt that we do get pumped up in the offseason. When Roush paused before saying cornball, cornball, I literally spit out a white, spit a white claw. He was reading a that. text for what it was worth when he said cornball. <laughs> in now way, in now way is Walker's food palate. Uh, and no, I guess no way. Learn how to text. I hope your four-year-old can text a little bit better than you, buddy. <laughs> oh, boom, roasted. It is absolutely ridiculous. You can tell he was a rich kid that grew up with a maid that made him whatever to get him to quit crying. <laughs> Such a wow. Couldn't part. I go the other way and be like, you know what? I just had to eat what I could get. And yeah. I, I didn't have the, I didn't get all the caviar that the Roushes had. We were, we were at, just. During uh, their horse empire run. Only, only peanut butter crackers. <laughs> so, yeah, it could be the other way, Ritz. buddy. So watch it. Yeah. I never had a maid. TJ didn't eat Ritz crackers. He was at the Ritz Carlton. Nah, boo. <laughs> Terry with the hottest take. Feel like nobody's going to stop popping top. Oh, that's what we were going to ask him. Is Jacob Toppin the breakout player of the year? Oh, yeah. Hmm. But, you know, we got down in a nostalgia wormhole and yeah, he's I was trying to get him on recruiting. And good stuff on Wheeler as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. all around. How, how, what are you getting? Three KSR posts out of this? Oh. Three, three, three. We got two last time. Yeah. I don't know about that. But we're dead. So, what I'm going to do. Oh, you know what? I'll let the I'll let the listeners see it when they see it. Okay, yeah. I'm look I'm looking forward to it. A texter says, "Dude seems like a freak athlete that seems overlooked in our fan base. Topping going to be hopping all over these fools and never be flopping." Oh, especially if they have that new rule. Love that. Love that text and uh, agree. Hopping, get on the stonks now. Mm. Stonks up. Oh, Louisville, you just can't help yourselves, can you? But Ashton Hagen's money phone. Oh, oh man. Oh. Wait. We. There's, see that that's. I heard a report that Blank and Spanker cheats in their show's trivia segment, which <sighs> the lowest of the low. Oh my goodness! Seriously, who? That's just. I don't know if it's see, true or not. I'm just saying there are rumors. See, phoning a friend on his money phone. <laughs> there's supposedly Google searches going on oh, in the background oh, when asked about questions. So goodness, I'll just leave it at that. Goodness gracious! I texted this in two months ago, and it's even more true today. It's absolutely amazing that UK is coming off the worst season since the Great Depression, and yet U of L is the bigger disaster of the program. Justin, to IU's credit, at least they have some positive momentum since that text. That's yeah. true too. Uh, it, it, it is, and and Orlando Antigua touched on that, that he was like, UK's coming off a terrible season. Look how all these people want to come play here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I say this, for as frustrated as we get when it's like, EJ Montgomery's leaving, these people are leaving, what are they going to do? Wouldn't they want to play at Kentucky? It's nice to see experienced college players literally jump on the opportunity to come finish out their careers mm. in the UK. You'd love to see it. And they've been able to get the best of the best in that regard for uh, for, for the most part. Even going back, Reed Travis, and and, and uh, there's been several. Yesterday was a teachable moment for us all. Extortion is bad, but if you're going to do it, one, make sure it's not on tape or text. Two, make sure it's worth going to federal prison for. Three, actually have good dirt. Dino was 0 for 3. If Dino would have just, even what he, I mean, Mac probably would have laughed at him, but if he would have just said that to Max in his face, 
then I wonder how everything's different for everybody. <sighs> but he didn't. He probably didn't have the guts to do that, you know. So he like did it over the text messages and. Mm. Dumb. Texter says yesterday. Oh, uh, Louisville recruiting will be cursed until they give Brian Bowen the rest of his money. <laughs> Man, we haven't even talked about the Zion Williams oh, and man. stuff, but Dude. like it's just clear as day that Oh, the best part was Duke that was cheating big time. They were giving they were they were putting money in an Ashley Furniture credit account that was on Zion's family name, Ooh. which is just hilarious. Frank Martin just quote tweeted somebody that said, Trust is earned, respect is given, loyalty is demonstrated, betrayal of any of those is to lose all three. And he quote tweeted and said, Well suck, my brother. <laughs> Without those, you never achieve real love, and without love, you never even have a real relationship. Oh, buddy, just proofread. <laughs> just reread it once. Oh, goodness gracious. Throw them a read to eat. It's pretty motivational. <laughs> uh, the Dozen is great. Makes me wish that KSR would put more time into Lista Cuffs or their own UK trivia show. Riggs can make a run, or Reeves can make a run, but it's still Team Honkers for the win. The, oh, the, we'll the problem much, is. Buddy. Uh, yeah, they uh they have like he's a Jeff Dilo is a full time employee. Uh, they they were kind of doing it for fun. Richmond and Hank Bramblett did a great job though. Listicuffs is a good trivia game. I the last like three sentences you just said were complete nonsense to my ears. Yeah. I, I didn't know. I don't the think people. you were ever around really for uh, Listicuffs. It was a game show where mm. the basically you just they'd have a list. You'd have to fill in the blanks to answer questions. Kind of family feudist in a gotcha. way. Yeah. Fun. The South End is trash. Bzzz, cicada. <laughs> A little wacky Wednesday for somebody. Mm-hmm. I never felt richer than when I could actually afford to fly first class last year during the pandemic. Guarantee I'll never be able to afford it oh, again. And now yeah. it's going to be all you think about anytime you ever go on another airplane. Mm. Yeah, because that, I mean, all of the flights were cheap as hell during the pandemic. Ah, man. Mm. If only we could go back. Mm. Texter says, ask Orlando Antigua how much money he has, and he will, if he will give you all some. Oh. <laughs> Too late. Yeah, man. that would have been a really good question. And we, what if he would have just been like, "Yeah, absolutely." Enjoy how much real estate talk we've had with these coaches too. It is, you know, an underrated part of all this. It's, it's like the it's like whenever you're uh, considering taking a job at Texas, you know, no pa- no state income tax. Mm, yep, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Ask Orlando and T. Okay, uh, man, TJ's old lady's got it easy. Whenever she has to cook for him, she just eats up some Dino Nuggies and Tater Tots, and based on his palate, <laughs> she would be so lucky. And what would be wrong with that? She's a great cook, though. She makes. Uh, we had a French onion chicken meal on Monday night. Uh-huh, uh-huh, it's from poop-ball. like Martha Stewart meal kit or whatever stupid meal kit we get delivered. It's actually pretty good, though. Yeah, I liked it. John here, morning. good best college assistant coach. Morning, so glad to have Coach Antigua back. I believe this is what we needed to get the basketball program back on the championship track. Okay, I got the Warriors plus five tonight. Do any KRC crew want to take me up on a $10 bet? Let me know. I'll take a Salsaritas gift card as payment as well. Oh, we'll got wow. to go. Talk to you later. Well, we got plenty of Salsaritas expired gift cards for you. All right, I'll, I'll go with the Salsaritas bet with you, John. I'll take the Lakers. I think the Lakers probably win with the – not ease. I think it could be a fun game in the fourth quarter. I sure as heck won't be up for it. I'm not touching it. Oh. I'm touching it, John. Hey. Kentucky basketball and football are going to be do big things this year. So all the haters, take out your suck it. It's going to take one last four-month-long suck it, baby. As Bukash Orbzu once said, there will be pain, there will be blood. See you at the Krogue. Did he really ever say that? Because that's pretty not, cool. Not to did. see you at the Krogue part, but. I can't wait. And UK was like, you know, putting out. I, I, I'm going to say this. 
and I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be annoying about it because I like UK football and I'm just a fan. But wait, you are. I need. We need folks to show up to the games. If that place isn't full to whatever capacity level they come up with at the top of their head, then I'm gonna blame it on UK. I'm gonna blame it on UK. I'm not blaming. Fans, I think, are going to do their part. But UK, make sure it's cheap, which I think they're doing fair pricing, so mm-hmm. I'm all right with that. And then sell alcohol, you goobers. Yep. Sell would it. it. Would have been nice to have a spring game, too, to get fans fired up. Just you that, know. I, that was a mishandle. It's in the past. There's nothing we can do about it. What they can do is say, listen, we wanted to wait and see how the alcohol thing was going to play out. We feel like we can do it safely. Everybody enjoy a beer at the Krogue. Just do it. More people will show up to games. Man. So it's on UK to make sure that place is full. I think the fans are going to do their part. Joe Sanka was tweeting out pictures from a box that he had as a kid, and his UK basketball rep arena ticket stubs were $13 hairs in 1984. Nice. 85. I wonder, like, inflation calculator. Because, you know, 40 bucks seems like a lot, but is it that much? Not really. You know, I don't know. Well, I'm, exci- your, I'm excited for the football the season, and uh, hope folks show up, and I hope UK yeah. does their part to make sure it's affordable and you get the best in-game experience, which uh, would involve yeah. adults being able to make their own choices. Well, um, I hope everybody has a good day today. We might get some more U of L news. You know, it does end in Y, so you never know what U of L scandal might pop up today. <laughs> Yeah, you really don't. All right, everybody have a good day. Thanks for the text and the show. Thanks for Orlando and Teague for coming on. We will see you on Thursday. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. Oh. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kaler. Okay. All right.